Well, Malepo, this is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Navid Alipour. Navid, are you ready to do this? I am, George. Thanks for having me. Ah, excited to have you on. Let's go. Navid is the founder and CEO of AI Med Global. They're an organization focused on using AI to improve healthcare and save lives. Navid, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Absolutely. Would be happy to. So, uh, yeah, I always, I'll start it off. I, I, I joke that uh, uh, my wife and I are the black sheep of the family and that everyone's a doctor. My father's a retired cardiologist. Both my brothers are doctors. Her dad, her stepdad, her sister. Uh, we went the, to the dark side of the law and business, uh, as they say. Uh, but healthcare has uh, always been, you know, it, it, the, what I've been most passionate about. Uh, and what we do at AI Met Global, which is comprised of two companies we started, Cure Match and Cure Metrics has essentially helped detect cancer earlier and better, in, specifically in our women's health uh, suite of breast cancer. Um, and we also detect heart disease from that same mammogram. So no extra radiation, no pain, no discomfort. That's a, you know nothing uh, uh, additional. Um, and so we can talk about that because heart disease is called the silent killer amongst women where 65% uh, sadly die on that first heart attack, uh, completely asymptomatic. Uh, they had no idea they had heart disease. Um, and then CureMatch, we've co-founded that with an amazing lady by the name of Dr. Rizelle Kurzrock. That's K-U-R-Z-R-O-C-K for your listeners. If they Google her, they'll find a ton of content. Uh, truly a world-renowned, one of the top oncologists in the world. And uh, what we do at CureMatch, it's for all patients that have cancer, not just women. Um, and it's any cancer, not just breast cancer. And if a doctor wants to recommend a three-drug combination, there's literally over four and a half million combinations. So it's beyond human cognition to process that. So that's where our AI comes in. And based on the patient's spe specific molecular profile of their cancer that we get from a next generation sequencing panel, we don't do that part. Other companies do that. But as our input and uh, based on our database that we're always curating with our clinical team, we'll match and produce our report for the doctor and the patient to, to say, here's a uh, the recommended combinations uh, that would be specific to this person's cancer. So true precision medicine. Nice. How'd you find yourself immersed in the world of cancer treatment, prevention, detection? Yeah. You know, there's, there's definitely a bit of serendipity in, uh, in, in how this all happened. And um, initially we might we say we might, my, my business partner, Blaise Barlet, um, and I we had started a, a, a small LLC at the time, Analytics Ventures, to invest our own capital um, right now. And then we did raise a dedicated fund afterwards. But before we raised the dedicated fund, we had we were investing in existing software companies, uh, mostly here in San Diego. Um, and we got approached like a cold email um, at our info at address, which is, as you know, most of those emails are just spam and vendory, right? But Luckily, we saw this one. It was some scientists out of UCSD, uh, which uh, you may or may not know is truly one of the it, one of the epicenters, one of the birthplaces of artificial intelligence. And these guys were, were rocket scientists, had literally done work for NASA. And they reached out to us, no business plan, no business model. They said, hey, we're these you know machine learning experts. Anywhere you could apply AI to make a prediction, a recommendation, a forecast, or detect anomalies that don't belong, uh, there's an opportunity to increase efficiencies, uh, and you know, increase revenue, decrease costs in, in the business sense. And we said, well, look, we're in San Diego. It's a healthcare town. Um, how can we apply 
AI uh, to prolong lives and save lives. And in the interest of time, that's where we came up with the idea of Cure Metrics. So we literally co-founded Cure Metrics um, with, with these scientists. And then about a year and a half after that, my my business partner got cancer. And because of that, we met Dr. Kurzrock. Uh, I'm happy to say he's cancer-free because of combination therapies. Um, but if he never got cancer, Cure Match would never exist. Hmm. Um, and so that's where, you know, truly make lemonade out of lemons, right? Uh, we met her. We saw the amazing work she was doing. And we said, you know, Dr. Kurzrock, this is amazing. But, you know, you're just one person. How can we scale this to impact more lives? Um, and and that was the genesis of Cure Match. That's, that is incredible right there. Just serendipity. It, it really it kind of comes together. It really is. And, you know, there's a saying, uh, I, I forgot who it was. It was a, um, a older VC. Uh, it, he said, everyone gets lucky in life. It's just better to get lucky early. Mm. Uh, and uh, I, I think we we did. There, there was a certain amount of luck and timing that comes into play. But you also have to be prepared to take advantage of that opportunity to see the opportunity um, or it passes you by. So. With um, I'm 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 going to mix the two companies up. I think with with Cure Metrics, you have the opportunity to do one mammogram and detect detect breast cancer and heart disease. How did that? How did you come to recognize that? So we, uh, you know, it was it was crazy. Um, and, and and really, we did not plan on it at all. When we started the company, it was just to detect breast cancer. Um, and again, we're 100 digital. We're software, right? On both company arms. Um, and, and so our software goes on any machine that the radiologist, the imaging center has, it could be a G machine, a whole logic machine, uh, you, you know, you name it. Um, and so our focus was let's, let's develop the software that's best in the world to detect breast cancer. Now in any mammogram, um, with the, with the human eye, you can see some lines like look like little worms. That's calcification building up in the arteries. Um, we all have this happen as we get older, men and women all over our bodies, frankly, uh, but blood flows faster through the heart. So it takes longer to build up in in the heart, um, in the breast tissue, in the arteries and capillaries, blood doesn't flow as fast. So it builds up earlier. So it's truly the earliest detection uh, of heart disease. Um, and and with, with women, with the reason it's the silent killer it's because they don't have the same symptoms men have and are often discounted by the healthcare system. So they might just be, they might be fatigued and the doctor, you know, doesn't pick that up as a sign of uh, potential heart disease. Whereas men, we tend to have chest pain, shortness of breath. You go to the doctor, they tell you uh, eat better exercise and they put you on statins. Hopefully no surgery is needed. They catch it early enough they do the EKG, the stress test, all that just getting on a statin, reduces a risk of a cardiac event by 50 to 60%. Hmm. So if if a woman is 40 years old, goes in for her first mammogram, because this is built into our healthcare system, right? That by a certain age, you know, go, go in for a mammogram every so often, right? Um, at a certain cadence. So she's she might not be a triathlete, but she's in good shape, um, exercises, eats reasonably well, doesn't know that she has heart disease in the family. Um, and they can detect calcification early on well now she gets sent to the cardiologist she gets an ekg she gets a stress test she knows that this is a condition so that she can now be proactive about and gets on the medication that's necessary um and and now 
she has potentially eliminated or delayed a cardiac event, a heart attack, right? Instead of, uh, you know, at 52 or 49 or 55, uh, having a heart attack. And now, you know, you're behind the eight ball for the rest of your life, assuming you survive that event. Um, and, and so that's where when we saw these calcifications, uh, one of our investors and advisors is uh, a very well-known cardiologist by the name of Dr. Matthew Budoff. And, um, and, you know, he got pretty excited about this. Another cardiologist, Dr. Dennis Sarabi in Newport Beach is uh, one of our investors. He, he said, hey, this is there's definitely something here. And so with these cardiologists that um, had invested in the company and our, were advisors, uh, we developed this new product line specific for heart disease detection from the same mammogram again. Um, and, and that's where, you know, not to take anything away from breast cancer, but, um, you know, detecting heart disease earlier uh, is, is, is truly, I think, where we'll make the biggest impact. Got it. Uh, that is that is incredible. So and always trying to remove friction, right? So if I'm already going in for a scheduled uh, procedure like mammogram in this example, I can get the benefit with the same the same scan for for cancer with with the other um, with with with, with cure match. How are you trying to make that easier to deliver as well? That That's a great question. Um, and, and I'm glad you asked that, George. So you know, as Wayne Gretzky always said, skate to where the puck is going to be, right? So with CureMatch, we're, we're doing a lot of that, right? Where um, the, it's it's a decision support tool. So it, um, whereas CureMetrics is a diagnostic. So for CureMetrics, we have to go through FDA, get FDA clearance, which we got one and we should be slated to get the rest, uh, hopefully knock on wood soon here. With CureMatch, it's decision support. And it's uh, it, it, so it doesn't need FDA clearance, um, it's ultimately up to the oncologist to determine what care to provide for their patient because they have the other information. The you know are are they obese? How old are they? Um, do they smoke? All that information, in, on top of having a cure match report, and then they could decide what treatment and what care to provide for that patient. But right now, uh, it's paid for out of pockets. It's there's no CPT code for it, so the patient has to pay out of pocket or the labs that do the next generation sequencing, bake it into their costs, or the concierge medicine practices, you know, bake it into their costs. Um, so it, it, it's a bit of a build it and they will come. Uh, but this is just around the corner. Um, you know, even the most conservative uh, doctors and individuals are now saying that combination therapies are the future. Um, and again, that's where we come in. And, uh, you know, there's a saying, and I didn't invent this, but, you know, AI is not going to replace the doctor, but the doctor using AI will replace the doctor that is not. Which which makes all the sense in the world. You talked about how there's millions and millions of different combinations that would not be knowable. So even if I was doing medicine for 40 years and I've got this wealth of experience, there's still no way that my brain could compute um, the same way that the AI does. It, it, exactly. I mean, I think you, you got it. You know, you hit the nail on the head there. And uh, I mean, Dr. Kurzrock was at MD Anderson. Uh, she was at, you know, Moore's Cancer Center, the world-renowned cancer institutes, you know, and, it, you know, with that, you know, they're sitting in these what's called tumor boards. So every Wednesday, the oncologists get together around a table and discuss the cases of the patients. And she looks around and people are doctors, including herself, are literally Googling, you know, how, what different combinations there might be. And you just can't do that. And so that was kind of the light bulb moment that there's got to be something better than this. And, you know, an analogy that I came up with that she liked was it's kind of like we've built 
Excel for oncologists, right? Excel didn't replace your CPA or my CPA. If anything, there's more CPA. So it's just, it's a tool to empower them to process more data faster, more efficiently with less human error. I love it. So what does, what do you and AI Med Global need more of? Is it awareness? Is it funding? All, all of the above. It's, I mean, we're, of course, uh, you know, screaming from the mountaintops what we do. So people are aware. So uh, doctors are aware, uh, patients are aware, and they can uh, ask and advocate for themselves. And uh, increasingly, I think, uh, and I think this is a good thing, that patients are advocating for themselves more, getting second opinions or even third opinions, especially when it's a life-altering uh, threatening disease, right? And I know your podcast focuses, of course, a lot on and wellness and longevity, and and uh, of course, uh, eating better and exercising and taking the right vitamins and probiotics, and that's all important and getting good sleep and and whatnot. Um, but you can do all of that and still have cancer, right? Um, unfortunately, um, and and so that's where having technologies that can then uh, help detect that cancer earlier, help get the best treatment as early as possible to the patient, not, not, oh, let's try this first. It's kind of the standard of care. And if it doesn't work, we'll come to the, you know, try your technology. No, let's do this first thing. And, and I think that's where we're going, where, um, you know, I don't, I don't want to call it malpractice, but uh, it's going to get to the point where even insurance companies are going to say, we're not going to pay for these treatments unless you've done next generation sequencing, which, uh, to the layperson, I say it's like the 23andMe of that patient-specific cancer. Now, just to, to focus on that for a second, this is really important because, um, as, as uh, you know, cancer, Dr. Kurzak, being Canadian by birth, always says, is like a snowflake. Uh, no two snowflakes ever, ever, ever look the same. So why should one lung cancer patient get the same treatment as the next one, the next one, the next one, right? And so now we have the technology where these labs, some of them are more big public companies like Gardent or Foundation Medicine, which Roche owns, and other ones are private or small ones. Um, and and they'll using an aluminum machine, a Thermo Fisher machine, they'll sequence the cancer biopsy that's sent to them, and they'll produce their report. It's a 30, 31-page PDF. That's, again, like the 23andMe of that patient-specific cancer. So I think that's where we're going is that insurance companies, the payers, are going to say, we're not going to pay for these drugs unless you've done NGS on the patient, next generation sequencing, and it uh, can show you know why you're asking to you know pay for these drugs and why it's right for this patient. Um, so again, skate to where the puck is going to be. I think that is the future, um, and um, as it is, um, over over forty percent of uh, drugs administered to cancer patients are already off late. Uh, off-label and, uh, you know, in you know combination of other drugs. Um, and that percentage is only going up. It's not going to go down. Um, and that's a good thing for all of us. Um, God forbid we get cancer or our loved ones get cancer. Yeah. It's also a good thing probably that you can make a beneficial case to insurance companies that this is something that is good for them rather than taking away from them or making their lives harder. Well, I mean, at, at the end of the day, I, I hate to say it, but you got to follow the money. Um, and the pharma companies and the payers are the deepest pockets in healthcare. And so if you could help them take care of their covered lives uh, better while reducing wasteful spending, then you just hit two birds with one stone with insurance companies. And on the 
pharmacide. Um, in fact, we have a clinical trial intelligence platform, a cure match, where we could help select which patients or how to set up the clinical trial where they'll have a higher efficacy and a higher, better response rate. Uh, and so we'll, we can help in short get oncology drugs to market faster, which yes, the pharma company is going to make money faster, but that means there's patients that are going to benefit earlier as well. And so yeah. that's where we really come at what we do at AI Med Global with our cure metrics and cure match arm with a sense of urgency because if we can move one day faster, that you know that's someone's life we're going to impact. Makes sense. I love it. Well, David, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you, and how can they engage with uh, AI Med Global, Cure Match, and Cure Metrics? So I uh, know. Thank you for having me again, George. And uh, we, we're very easy to find. AIMedGlobal.com. Uh, which you go to the website, you'll it'll drive you to Cure Match or Metrics or you could look up your metrics, cure match separately. Um, we're on LinkedIn. We're on Twitter, uh, you know, as I'm myself. Uh, and so uh, if anyone wants to reach out to learn more, uh, you know, please do so. And uh, I'll also share that on uh, for cure match. We have a program that we're going to launch here during the holidays. It's already live, but we're going to promote it more called the gift of cure match, where someone could purchase a cure match report for a loved one or relative or friend that has cancer. And so uh, uh, we have a, a discount to that. We can share with your listeners if they just put in the promo code CureMatch Podcast. Got it. Perfect. Well, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show Navid your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to AIMedGlobal.com dot com and learn more about what we've been talking about today if you do know somebody who's fighting cancer um tell us again where they go and what the code is i mean if if you go to a cure match um in in uh, there's a, a gift of cure match campaign and you'll see that and there's a promo code you could put in uh cure match podcast um for that discount perfect Excellent. I will list those in the notes of the show as well. Thanks again, David. Thank you, George. And until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.